Welcome to the Stock Music Licensing Podcast, the number one resource for creating passive income selling stock music online. I'm your host, Daniel Carrizales, and I'm here to help you monetize your compositions. All right, welcome to episode 31 of the Stock Music Licensing Podcast. Thank you very much for being here today with me. Thank you very much for hanging out and for taking the time to listen to this brand new episode that is brought to you by Stock Music Licensing Academy. If you want to learn more about the Academy, you can go to stockmusiclicensing.com and learn more about the courses that I have and everything that it has to do with royalty-free libraries and how to earn passive income by selling your stock music online. Today we're going to be talking about how to license your music and three reasons of why selling your music on royalty-free libraries is the best way to get started. I did recently a video about this topic, but it just some topics require more, more time and some topics uh, in the podcast I can go deeper. And, but at the same time, uh, in the YouTube uh, format, they can be delivered in a different way because, yes, you have visuals and uh, there's a lot of editing when it comes down to if I'm talking about something and I can explain with a screenshot or, or something like that. And, and usually the attention spam in, in YouTube is a little bit different as well. You have to really sit down and watch and, and sometimes a half an hour of a video could be a little bit too much unless it's something that is really engaging. Uh, unless it's something that it has a lot of uh, images that it will entertain you and and you know and, and educate you at the same time, which is the purpose of my content. But you know, I did a video uh, a few days ago of how to start uh, licensing your music and and three reasons really of why royalty free libraries are the best uh, option for anybody to join. And I thought, you know what, this is a really good example of one of those videos that it requires a special episode on the podcast because I can go deeper, I can talk more in detail of certain things that my uh, that I that I can't really include it on a YouTube video. So what I'm going to be talking about is the three reasons why licensing your music on royalty-free libraries is the best way to get started. So we're going to go with a reason number one: anybody can join. Okay, and this is so important. There's a lot of things out there when it comes down to music licensing. And I'll tell you one of the things that I really, uh, I'm on a mission to, to really simplify this process. Because when I first got started, I was so overwhelmed by all of the information about everything that is out there. All the gurus, everybody that is talking about music licensing. And they're always talking about the same things. So I'm on a mission to simplify the process, and I'm on a mission to at least do my bit for this community of music uh, producers, composers, musicians, okay, and people that are yet to be, uh, they want to get involved in music licensing, and they don't know about it, and, and maybe I can help with that uh, overwhelm. So the reason uh, number one to start doing royalty-free libraries is that you can join. Anybody can join, okay? If you have music and you consider that yourself, uh, that your music could be in uh, royalty-free libraries or that you can put them online, uh, all you need to do is sign up to Pond5, okay? Audio Jungle. These are like the two biggest ones at the moment. All you need to do is sign up as a composer or as a media creator or as an, as an author, and you just fill up your form, you provide your ID, uh, 
driver's license, passport, anything. And you just start uploading your music. It's that simple. Now, why is it so simple? Because it's a marketplace. Anybody can join. All right? Now, you got the experts in music licensing saying that this is the biggest problem in music licensing because anybody can join. And the whole marketplace is oversaturated. All right? I completely disagree with that. These are marketplaces that is open to the general public, to composers like you, like me, to participate in a marketplace, to participate in this library. You don't need to reach out to a music supervisor. You don't need to do a research of which libraries are out there for you to license your music. You don't need to create some kind of relationship with somebody within the library. You don't need to show up to some conference. You don't need to show up to a sync licensing uh, gathering in New York or in LA in order to get started, okay? All of these things are fantastic, okay? That it will help you in your music licensing career. But with royalty-free libraries, you can bypass all of this and get started today. You can stop this episode right now and go to Pond5, open an account, and if you have music already sitting on your hard drive, you can start uploading it. Upload that music track and you wait for a review. That's how easy it is to get started. The best part of this is that you can compose music in your own style, that style that you really, really like. So if you like hip-hop, you should compose hip-hop beats, and you can just go in into that particular genre. You can get your foot in the door. You can get familiarized with the upload process. You can start uh, building your portfolio, okay? You can start uh, by actually putting into practice things that you are going to need to have this type of skills in the future when you reach out to higher-end libraries. You can start by getting used to the idea that you have to describe your music track. This is really challenging for most. You need to do proper metadata, keywords, tagging. All of this is as important as the music itself. And as a beginner, okay, as a newcomer into music licensing, uh, file preparation, description, uh, keywords, and tagging is very challenging. For most, and once you start uploading one track and another one, this becomes almost uh, a routine. It can become a, a way of life, you know, because you need to upload on a regular basis, and this is a good thing, okay? Because it's what you're gonna need to do in the future when you wanna reach out to your supervisors or when you wanna reach out to higher end libraries and build relationships, okay? That by the way, this this takes time. Okay, but in the meantime, you want to practice, you want to put yourself to the test, you want to experience rejection, okay, because rejection is going to happen. And there's no faster way to get feedback from the marketplace than with royalty free libraries, all right? Because if you go the other way around, which is approach a supervisor, or God forbid, you need to build some kind of relationship with, uh, I don't know, John in this high end uh, music library and get his email somehow. Okay, or somebody has to refer you to to them uh, because they know somebody on the inside, and that's the only way that people can start licensing their music. You could still get your music uh, placed on on places like Netflix, all right, by selling your music on royalty free libraries, and that's fantastic. That's great news. Okay, this happens all the time, and you know, video makers and networks they buy and they purchase music from royalty-free libraries. Why? Because it's so affordable. I'm sure you just want to get started, 
Okay, that's what I wanted back in the day. I look at my options and I say the best way for me to get started today because I want to sell my music today, not in five years. All right. And there are many of my colleagues out there who are teaching others as well to how to license their music. They are telling you the same story, the five-year plan. Why? Because it's a long run. It's a long road. It's a marathon. Okay. But here's my argument. If it's a five-year plan, what am I supposed to do? If I'm not experiencing any type of success, and this is where I come in and I say to you, you can have your five-year plan, but you need to get started in royalty-free libraries today. You need to start doing that thing that you want to do today, okay? You don't want to wait in five years to, to see some return and say, oh, I'm starting to see some success. I'm starting to get some placements. Oh, now I have some relationship with Mark in an X or Y library, and I have uh, attended a few uh, conferences in LA and New York. I mean, this is all well and done. Like I said, this is, a, uh, this is what it is, all right? But you don't need to wait that long. You can start today. You can get your hands dirty today. You can start practicing, and you can really <laughs> just get going and celebrate your small wins. What is a small win? Well, if you're a newcomer and you are just getting started just by opening your account, that's a small win. You have automatically <laughs> or immediately become part of a marketplace. Then all you have to do is wait for your account to be approved, meaning that provide your form of ID, you know, and just fill up a very classic tax form, okay? Because when you sell anything online, you just have to do these things. And this is so simple nowadays. It's all done online. And you just upload your music, and then you wait for the review. And then you start building your catalog, and you will see some success. Just by having your music online, that should be celebrated. That means that it's available for somebody. And this is a step closer for you to get your first sale or to sustain those sales that you already having. Okay? Because after a while, it's just rinse and repeat. After a while, it just becomes this uh, composition process, file preparation process, and upload process. That's it. Uh, Royalty-free libraries is more like a take it or leave it kind of thing as well. Okay, so it's not like customize. It's just there. It's done. You have the freedom to compose whatever you want to compose with the aim, obviously, to be sold and the aim to be commercial enough so somebody can use it in their project. But it's a take it or leave it kind of thing. And this is what I love about royalty-free music. I can just compose my music and put it on my catalog. There, It's literally on the shelf, in the virtual shelves of a marketplace. And somebody can just take it or leave it. So it's your job to create the best possible music, all right? And this is why reason number one is so important, that you could get started. I can get started. I'm always joining new royalty libraries. I was just approached by a a royalty-free library here in uh, Greece, actually, okay? I've been approached by royalty-free libraries from China. And hey, we found your portfolio or your catalog. We saw your profile on Audio Jungle. Will you be interested to join this library? Same happened with a Russian library. And, and this is something that is that easy. And all you have to say is yes or no. And once you start uploading your music, I'm having like deja vu all over again because it's a fresh start, okay? And I'm expecting to get those first sales. 
and slowly build my catalog. And that's it. It's very simple, you know. So that's reason number one. Anybody can join. Everybody's invited. You don't need a secret connection. You don't need to know Mark on the inside. You don't need to research what music they like on Twitter and send them a private message and say, I'm a fan of your show. I don't know. Because you're the supervisor for Grace Anatomy, can I send you my music and hopefully you can use it at one point? And I know that I'm sounding a little bit sarcastic, but it's just because I'm so tired of that same message over and over again to newcomers. You know, be polite with your email. Well, what is that supposed to mean? I'm a polite person. When I send emails, I am a polite person. I'm a reasonable human being. But that whole attitude that please, please choose me, look at me, here's my music, I really want to build a relationship with you. It's just, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit too much for newcomers. You can do this once you get your foot in the door, once you have built your confidence, once you have built your stamina for the composition process and the upload process. And you can say, hey, I already have a, mu a few music tracks online. I already feel like I know what I'm doing. I'm getting paid, okay? And I feel good enough about myself and my music to reach out to Mark. And you can be more confident, and that will translate in you getting better positions in better libraries, higher-end libraries in the future. So notice the difference here, okay? When I started uploading to higher-end libraries, I already felt like, well, I'm doing all right, actually. Yes, it would be fantastic for me to join this particular high-end library over there, but, you know... I'm not desperate. I'm okay because I'm doing my thing here at the back end. I'm here doing my royalty-free library thing, which I have fully control of, meaning that I can just decide to upload or not. And there's no limit because when you join a higher-end library, usually they just want 10 tracks from you, especially in the beginning. They will say, hey, just send us 10 tracks, an album, as they call it, and, and we'll see from there. In the meantime, you're just sitting at home not knowing what to do, Okay. Yeah, maybe do the same thing with another library, but it will be the same pattern, okay? So I just want you to feel more confident about your work. I want you to feel more confident about your ability to get your foot in the door and more importantly, to think long-term. That's the whole point of this. I'm not saying don't do the high-end libraries or the production music libraries like they call it because it's all the same. It's music licensing at the end. But all I want to say to you is that there's a right way to start, there's an easy way to start, and there's a hard way to start, okay? So there is no need to wait five years. There's no need to wait for a relationship to, <laughs> to be developed in order for you get your, to get your music out there. You can get started today. And this is what me and my colleagues have done. And we're still doing this. All right? We're not choosing one or the other. We're just choosing the fastest way, the easiest way, and the best way for you to get better and get started in music licensing. Now, reason number two. Just because it says royalty-free, doesn't mean that you cannot collect performance royalties. This is a big misunderstanding, even from people inside the music licensing world, that they're teaching you how to license your music. They will still tell you that if you sell your music on royalty-free libraries, you're not entitled to PROs or you're not entitled to your performance royalties. If you don't know what a PRO is, it's simply... Places where you register, you become a member of, you're affiliated with them, and they are responsible for collecting royalties. What are royalties? Royalties are when your music gets placed on a TV by a network in places like, yes, even Netflix, all right? Uh, 
commercials, TV, films, you are entitled for your royalties. Royalties is when the music has been purchased once and it gets been placed every Friday or whatever, or it gets placed again and again and again. And every time that music is played, somebody gets paid. In this case, you, the composer, those are royalties. And every time that same music track gets used in a TV show or in a film, the company, the network, the broadcaster has to fill up what is called a cue sheet. Okay, And this money is money that the broadcast has for the use of music. Okay, So when you're not registered with a PRO, you're not getting paid these this royalties. But my point is that there's a big misunderstanding that because when you join royalty-free libraries, just because it says royalty-free, that doesn't mean that you're not entitled to collect royalties. I know. It sounds confusing. It's very confusing because of the title of what it is. Okay, But places like Pond5 and Audio Jungle, they both accept composers that are affiliated with a PRO. Okay. Now, this is a game changer because this has been happening now for years, all right? And when you are affiliated with a PRO, you are entitled to your royalties. And this is a game changer. This is so important that you can sell your music online. And not only you can sell it, but if the broadcaster is buying the music from Pond5 or Audio Jungle, you are going to get your royalties as well. I want you to understand the difference in terms of the libraries and how the whole music business works and because it could be very overwhelming when you don't understand what's happening with your music. So don't be confused if you think that you're not entitled to royalties, okay? Royalties are very important. It's how we musicians or composers make money. Now, royalties obviously are very small, but it's very important to know that you can be receiving royalties as well. So don't be confused with that term that just because it says royalty-free doesn't mean that you're not getting royalties and it doesn't mean that the music is free either. And reason number three of why selling your music on royalty-free libraries is the best way to get started is because as you grow, you're getting paid. As you're getting better as a composer, you're getting paid. You're practicing, all right? Because you can participate, it's easy to join. Anybody can join. You can have a go. You can still get your royalties once you get familiarized with what music licensing is. And remember, there are still a lot of composers that they're not registered with a PRO, but they are allowed to sell on royalty-free libraries. When you approach a higher-end library or production music library, if you're not registered with a PRO, it's kind of like a big deal. It's like, well, you need to. Okay? That's how you're going to get paid. But understand that royalty-free libraries is still somewhere in between that you could choose to do that. Okay? And you might opt out and say, I don't want to be with a PRO. And that's why anybody can join. Now, if you're smart and you're thinking about your future and you're thinking about, again, how can you see yourself in not only in five years, but how about in the next 10 years? And you will see that most composers, and if you want to call yourself a professional composer, you're taking this seriously, you have to register with a PRO. You know, It's a very simple process. It's all done online. And all you need to do is register yourself and say, hey, I'm a writer, I'm a composer, and I sell my music on Pwn5. That's it. All right? You don't, you're not losing anything. You're actually gaining a lot. And, and it's, this is going to help you in the future once you start approaching the higher-end libraries, all right? 
So when you write, when you go to reach to a higher end production library, you say, I'm already affiliated with a PRO. That that job is done. Here's my music, okay? I sell my music over there. I'm already having some practice. I'm getting paid as I'm growing as a composer. And here I am. Yeah, I feel good about myself. I feel confident. I feel like I can enter this marketplace and actually move forward and grow. So that's why it's so important, okay? This reason number three is the most important of it all, okay? Because as you're getting better, as you're growing as a composer, as a musician, you're getting paid because you're going to start selling. And that's a fantastic thing, okay? Because you're getting paid as you're getting better. You're composing music, you're putting it out there, and you're making some sales. You feel good about yourself. You feel validated like, hey, this music that I'm doing here in my computer, in my laptop, is getting sold, okay, in these marketplaces. You start with one sale at a time. Or if you already have sales, you're maintaining those sales by uploading even more music. It's a natural cycle, especially in the online world. You know that this is the way it works. You open an account, you create something, you upload, and you just rinse and repeat. It's everywhere it's the same, okay? You don't want to keep on practicing by yourself in your room, in your home studio. You want to put your thing into practice in the real world. And the only way to put your music into practice and see how the marketplace responds to your music is by enrolling today into royalty-free libraries and upload your music today. Start getting some sales, start making some something. Start making something out of your music. Put it to good use. Put your music in the service uh, for others, okay? Stop just analyzing it too much and say, I just want to make this music here in my, in, in my cave just for myself or for my friends. Put it to good use. Somebody might need that music that you're making right now. You could be selling that. That is valuable to somebody else. There's nothing better than practicing in the real world, okay? There's a fantastic book by Robert Greene called Mastery. Highly recommend to you. And it's talking about what takes to master a certain craft and how we become better of anything, really, that we do. And talking about all of this, uh, the intense activity and the intense focus that you need in order to not only play an instrument, but any activity in order to, to be successful at anything. So it's just it's the same philosophy could be uh, applied to music licensing, especially to royalty-free libraries, because it's, if you're not involved in it, you cannot call yourself a composer yet. You know, but once you are involved in it and you have an account on Pawn 5 or Audio Jungle, even if you're getting rejections, even if you're not making any sales yet, you still can call yourself, I'm a composer, I have a profile over there. I'm participating. That's very important, all right? You're closer to your goal than what you think. And once you start making sales, that's it. When you make just one sale, you're in business, just with one sale, one customer. From that moment on, you are already in the music licensing business. That's it, with one sale. That's the nature of business. Actually, just the very first sale, even if you only have one customer, one time in your brain, and as a, as a composer, as a musician, you can just declare it that I am in the music licensing business already. And that's how it all starts. You don't need to wait. You don't need to make this uh, longer than it has to. All right? Yes, it's a marathon. Yes, it's a long process. But it's better to start sooner rather than later and put to practice uh, everything that you already know, okay? Put everything that you got 
into practice in the real world. Go online, hang your music out there, and see what happens. See how you respond. See if you're made up for this. How do you deal with rejection? Okay, It's going to feel fantastic when you start making sales. All right, Your confidence is going to build up so much. You're going to feel so good about your music. You're going to feel like I have something to offer here. Okay, somebody that I don't know is paying for my music. All right, this is not your mother or your girlfriend or your whatever. This is somebody, somebody you don't even know that is paying for your music. Okay, that is validation that what you're doing is right. Okay, so I don't know if this is sounding a little bit like a rant. Maybe this is a rant episode that I'm doing for my younger self because maybe I needed to, to hear this. And realize that it's easier than what I think. I think for us composers, one of the most important things is the mindset. Sometimes the music is there. We're very talented, but we're very shy. We're very insecure. And we know nothing about business. We know nothing about music licensing. I have many people uh, reaching out to me. Okay, They are in different er uh, industries. They are some, obviously they all have an inclination for music, but there are uh, anything from music teachers. They could be piano teachers. They play the guitar. Uh, they are in the educational uh, industry, but at the same time, they know that they can com do composition and sell their music. They just don't know how it works. Okay, and it's always a mindset. It's always something that they need to to learn about that their abilities could be put to to use today. If you learn the know-how, if you know what to do, if you know the steps that somebody else has taken, and uh, if you know the blueprint, okay, you can put those. Uh, you can put your music to the test sooner than rather than later, and that's what you want to do. You want to do the mistakes now, fast, quick. Get rejected, upload again, try something else. That music doesn't sell. Okay, what can we do? And you want to do this in the real world, not in a cocoon, not in your in your home studio. Okay, what I call paralysis by analysis, all right? Learn something. Get the skills that you need. Follow the steps of other people they have done with music licensing. Listen to the content in this podcast. Go to my YouTube channel, all right? I have a free workshop that you can go and check it out, all right? Go and check out that workshop at stockmusiclicensing.com slash free workshop. This link will be in the show notes anyways. And you can just learn, all right? But the most important thing for you is to get active, proactive in this thing and start today, right? But you need to practice in the real world. You need somebody outside of your, your, your home studio to say that music track is good, is so good, I want to buy it or it's being rejected because it does not fit this marketplace. Either way, you're being proactive and you will learn something in the process. And I can tell you now that you will learn more from your mistakes and your failures than you will ever do from success. And that's why it's so important to get started and start today. Get your foot in the door today. That's the best way to start music licensing is by uploading your music to royalty-free libraries like Pawn5 and Audio Jungle. That could be your start in order for you to carry on on your journey as a music composer and slowly but surely approach even bigger and higher-end libraries in the future. I hope this episode has been helpful to you. I really hope that you are getting rid of a lot of uh, limited beliefs, a lot of the overwhelm. I want to get rid of that. If you have any problems whatsoever in getting started, 
you can go and download my free guide as well. There I explained seven simple steps of how to get started in royalty free libraries. You can go and get that guide at stockmusiclicensing.com slash free. This link as well will be in the show notes. If you want to learn more about the Academy, you can go to stockmusiclicensing.com and you can go and click there on the Academy. You can see the online courses that I have around music licensing and specifically on royalty-free libraries. I hope this episode finds you well. I hope you're doing fantastic wherever you are in the world. Please leave a review, give us something uh, so I know that you're listening um, and, and others can find this podcast, newcomers, composers. I can't tell you how many uh, private emails I get about people that want to get started and they feel overwhelmed. They are asking me all kinds of things about taxes, PROs, uh, what is sync music, what is this, what is that, can I distribute my music on YouTube, how do I do this? I want to simplify the process for you and I want to show you how you can earn money online with your music the easy way, okay? So again, it's been a pleasure and as always, rock and roll and here's to your success.